0: Well, good afternoon. It's uh, I don't even know what day it is. And I just happened across this funny lady that we, we enjoy watching. Uh, she's a big fan of possums and philosophy. It's interesting. Uh, because she quoted Sartre, and it's been, I think I've talked to you about this. I start, started, um, well, I had a, I think I talked about this. Existentialism, uh, I was a big fan of Camus. Uh, starts I thought was cool very po- poetic um, and there was a lot of meaning to what he said uh, and and it just kind of struck me how important it is to study this stuff why philosophy is important because here this lady puts up um, a video and she titled it l'enfer say uh, no sorry she titled it uh, ah yes l'enfer Ce n'est pas les autres. Now, don't don't, don't uh, get too upset about the grammar. So I was expecting you to actually say something that never really struck me. So the actual quote from uh, Sartre is, L'enfer, c'est les autres. And it comes from this uh, one-act existential play. Because Sartre and Camus, I mean, they had this... Uh, anyway, I found out that uh, Camus' The Plague... Uh, is actually skyrocketed to um, the bestsellers list and it 's important because it is funny it's called the past it's the plague, but it 's beautiful because it 's existentialism and I love that people are reading Camus because Camus had a wonderful uh, perspective and and i 'll explain why I love Camus because I felt Sartre was wrong so uh, I'm dancing all over this but so let 's talk about l'enfer. So it was a one-act play, and what he was talking about is there was three people. Uh, It's interesting because it's a one-act play with three people. Uh, If you remember the time, you'd understand what it's in reference to. But these three people end up being each other's hell. They're hell in the making. So his belief, and l'enfer, c'est les autres, means um, hell is others. And this YouTube video was titled, Hell is not others. And I thought someone had realized this realization that I had. Again, I feel that Sartre had um, a... He's either partially misunderstood or wholly misunderstood in that, yes, he was saying that we are players upon a stage like Shakespeare. The idea that... um, were iterations based on a performance because of other people's judgments, right? Just like Shakespeare said, right, life is a stage and we're players upon it. This idea, Sartre felt, what could we be if we didn't feel? What would the, the one self be if we didn't act based on, okay, this idea that others define us and it made me remember Vasubandhu. We talked about this, this idea. He used the Sanskrit word upakara for something close at hand. Um, and the English word, the English word was nascent, nascent. That means something at hand, close at hand. is the same as upakara. So here, Sartre again misses this understanding, which I think Camus understood that it's the self. Yes, we allow ourselves to be defined by others as Sartre says, right? Les autres, c'est les autres. Non, c'est pas les autres. Right? That's c'est pas les autres. Ce n'est pas vrai. But ce n'est pas les autres, meaning it's not others. It is us allowing others to define us. Now, it's that of course Tenuous grasp on the belief and existence of the self, but it's also the belief uh, that the self is definable, and therefore we attach to anything we can. And again, this close at hand, this idea, Sartre felt that others define the self, and he felt that we could be kind of like Nietzsche. Nietzsche had this theory that uh, the Übermensch, we'd be we'd be gods if not for our baser natures. He said our guts, right? Our, if it weren't for our own lack of confidence in ourselves, our ability. If it weren't for us, like Sartre, constantly allowing ourselves to be edited, to be censored, to be judged, right? the same idea, being locked up in this limited definition of what the self and others are. So I love this idea that l'enfer, ce n'est pas les autres. So the idea is, hell is not others, right? We develop this Brahma-Vihara, this divine abode within ourselves, right? So Sartre was wrong if we perceive him, and you read or or listen to, uh, and I just found this interview where he explains this. He's trying to say that if, not because of the others, but because ourselves attach to these defining judgments from external sources. That allows us to ignore some um, obvious truths, right? That the self is not really definable. And it certainly is not a permanent thing. So, I mean, you cannot allow others, plus this whole idea of perception. Um, and what I loved about Sartre in his interview, when you do read, uh, or listen, you'll get this idea that he is talking about equanimity. And that's what I love. L'enfer, ce n'est pas les autres, right? Or l'enfer, c'est les autres. If you allow yourself. So, that burning l'enfer that's another translation as a living hell or a burning right l'enfer means like you're on fire immolation an idea like that so we suffer we suffer because we allow others to define us because we attach to others or from a buddhist perception we we attach to the external and we attach to this indefinable and and arguably construct um, that we call the self. And again, I go back to Vasubandhu, who says that these objects we cling to, these judgments or these uh, relations, these upakara or this nascent idea of the self and of others and of permanence, that's what ties us up. And if you look at the translation, you will see that that's what Sartre meant. He absolutely meant that because, hold on here, let me pause. Okay, so this is translated from the French, and it says, and I quote, The only means of defense that a man has at his disposal is to transform others, in his turn, into an object. You have to free yourself from others, escape them, in order to reappropriate yourself and the world that others are stealing from. So conscience invents this subterfuge to to continue to exist as a subject. Yet others try to resist this attempt at subordination, which opens up a real struggle of conscience, in which I can only be recognized by others if I manage to objectify it. Sartre, therefore, has a conflicting vision of the relations between consciousnesses. And it says, Huiclo perfectly illustrates the difficult coexistence of consciousnesses, so multiple consciousnesses. The fact that the other is what alienates me and locks me in a given nature, which deprives deprives me of freedom. And the reason why I want to mention this is if you look at the translation, actually. Uh, okay, where is it here? Aha. Uh-huh. So if you actually look, it says, um, so the full version of the quote is, Tu se regarde qui me mange. So in the, the translation, you'd say, all oh, those looks that eat me up, right? But tu se regarde qui me mange, mangeant, that, what's eating me up are these a regard, yes, to look, but it also can be, just like in English, a regard. So, these views, these perceptions, these labels, right? And it goes on and says, ha, vous n'êtes que deux, right? Which is translated as, ha, there are only two of you, but again, it's intended to mean, but there's just two of you, but just two. That's all it takes in an idea like that. And it goes on and says, je vous croyais." Beaucoup plus nombreuses. So in that case, I perceived you to be much more numerous, right? So it's not just saying that I, I thought there was more than two. It's also saying that the level of uh, suffering or pain that I'm experiencing gave me, uh, a, you know, a perception of many more than what, what there was. And then the next sentence is, alors, c'est ça, l'enfer. So he says, ah, haha. Right? Allah, alas, uh, depending on the, the the dialect. So it means it's like a Eureka in a sense, right? C'est ça, l'enfer. That's that. That is suffering. That's hell, in this case, a living hell. So I would translate it as suffering, right? Talking about this perceived um, level of suffering. And the next, he says, Je n'aurais jamais cru. So it says, I would never have believed, but cru, C-R-U. It's more of, I never would have come to this conclusion. I never would have perceived this. It's something, right? It's not a matter of belief. It's a matter of coming to an understanding. And the next sentence is, vous vous rappelez. So it's translated, you remember. But vous vous rappelez, it means you. You, remember. Remember this, speaking. Right? Vous vous rappelez. And it's le soufre, le boucher, le grill, ah. And it's translated as, you remember, the sulfur, the steak, and the grill. But really, this is where Sartre comes in. And he means, vous vous rappelez, you, you, you can perceive le souffre. Yes, sulfur, but also, it sounds exactly like suffering, but also to breathe. So again, this living hell. That is existence. Le boucher, again, le boucher uh, it could mean the steak. It's much more of a spit idea, the spit. But again, le boucher can mean um, a mouthful. So again, a metaphor for you know uh, taking of life and I'm taking a bite out of the apple, that sort of idea. But, and le grill, a grill, and it has the same idea uh, in French as it would in English, this idea of not just the grill that you'd cook a steak on, but also like a torture or to really um, put one under this pressure, this, uh, this translation idea. And it, it ends with ah, right? In French, very similar, but it's je crois, right? Je crois as a different um, version of cru, right? Je crois, ah, wait, oui, je crois. I understand this. This is what I understand. And it goes on and they translate the next sentence as What a joke! But it's actually Quelle plaisanterie right? So, quelle what? Yes, plaisanterie Which is actually What pleasantness or what distractions Right? And then the final sentence Translated as uh, No need for a grill Hell is other people And in the French it's Pas besoin de grille. So, there's no need for a grill. L'enfer, c'est les autres. So, again, there's a lot to unpack in one sentence. Pas besoin de grill. You don't need these physical items, and that's why they had a double meaning, right? The sulfur, the steak, as well as to, to suffer, to breathe, to exist is to suffer. So, there's no need for implements of torture. L'enfer, c'est les autres. In the end... We're the source of our own suffering by defining our relationship with others. But they're not the problem, which I'm seeing maybe a misunderstanding and a mistranslation. I am not an expert on Sartre by any uh, means. But my reading is the others are an excuse, a plaisanterie, that uh, 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 a fraud we pull on ourselves by limiting our potential by rating these others and that's why I keep going back to Vasubandhu. If you look at the Yogacara perspective of consciousness in the self, that's exactly what they're saying. We hold on to these external experiences because they give us some perception that the construct of the self that we keep attaching to exists. If we were to look within ourselves, and as Sartre said, just label everything external as other, then all of our perceptions, our definitions begin to break down. And I do believe that was his intended um message being written at a time when existentialism was at the heart of his philosophy. And again, I've talked about this, the idea of philosophy, and I'll swing back to my love of Camus. He reveled in the idea of the self, but not the way we see it. Define oneself is to define one's existence. And I think that's where this, um, confusion comes in, because I believe Sartre was saying the exact same thing, right? Our existence should be defined within oneself, yet we are constantly, um, well, I'll look for a big word, but we're constantly uh, oppressed, we're constantly on fire with this oppression, self-imposed of this external world, like whatever we use to define ourselves. But I digress. I think that was it.